We all wanna be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I'm your host and coach, Brittany King. And right before I hit record, I was singing my own little birthday song. I'm going to sign a petition to have the traditional birthday song out, and we're going to have the Stevie Wonder birthday song be the birthday song. It's just the best. It just makes you feel good. It makes you want to sing. It makes you want to dance. As you can tell, someone's birthday is coming up. And if you couldn't guess, it's fine. I love my birthday. You know, what's so fascinating though. For me, birthdays have always been kind of a tough day. And I know I'm not alone in this. Do you ever get a little bit melancholy, a little sad around your birthday? I think it's a mixture of stuff from your childhood mixed with um, unmet expectations and all sorts of different things. So I always have this mixed thing and I used to like celebrate my birthday for a month. And I kind of think it was my way of avoiding of how I really felt. And then it wasn't until I turned 30, did I start feeling a little like getting the birthday blues. And I know I'm not alone in this. This year I decided I was going to be different. I wasn't going to get the birthday blues and I was going to be really intentional about how I wanted to spend my birthday. And I've done that. I've asked her what I've wanted. I've set myself up. I've planned my own party, right? I think we get into this like little like thought loop that we want other people to do the planning. But like, if you want it a certain way, just do it yourself. And so I'm so excited. I'm having a nineties pool party bash next weekend. The weather is finally cooling down. It's perfect. Be outside, hang outside, play pickleball, hang out by the pool, dance around type of weather. So we're going to be doing that next week. And that's just so fun. But the other way that I'm celebrating my birthday is I'm going to Sedona the day after my birthday tomorrow or on Saturday, and I'm doing a breathwork facilitator training. About six months ago, I was introduced to elemental breathwork. And I honestly became really fascinated with breathwork after I had Ellie. And I've talked about this before. I feel like I breathed her out and my birth was incredible. And I really attribute it to the breathwork that I did. So I've been on my own little breathwork journey. And now I'm like, I want to facilitate this for others, of course, because that's just who I am. Uh, so I'm getting trained and I'm going to be doing a lot of group breath work sessions if you're local in Phoenix. So stay tuned for that. But anyway, that's how I'm celebrating my birthday. I'm going, it's like a little solo retreat the day after my birthday. On my birthday, I'm spending it with my family and my friends and the people that I love. And it's also on fun Friday. So it's like a double fun Friday. Like my favorite day of the week, double fun Friday. Anyway, that's what I have going on for my birthday. If you're listening to this episode on Friday, I... I'm celebrating my birthday with you on the podcast, sharing my life lessons with my 35 years on this earth. This has been such a transformative year. And there's a lot of things that really, that I've learned about myself, but really became an embodiment this year. And there's other things that kind of started to 
fade away. And it's just been so interesting in my growth and evolution. And I'll say this year, this 35th year around the sun, it was intense. It was really intense. There was a lot of things that have come up internally and I've been working through them and I'm so grateful. It's been such a transformative year and I'm excited to share my insights and wisdom. So I'm going to share what I have learned, not just in this past year, but just my whole entire life on this planet. Now I'm going to do 35 plus one. So 36 lessons, because now I'm entering my 36 trip around the sun, but I, uh, I want to share just the things that I know to be true. And I think that this is really fun to do on birthdays. To me, a birthday is like a new year. I love to reflect on my past year. I like to get intentional about the year ahead. Like This is my new year's. So I am celebrating my new year's by reflecting on where I've been, where I am now and where I'm going. And these are the lessons that I'm taking with me. And I just think that it's so important to continue growing, to build self-awareness and be a lifelong learner. I view me as a human is just one giant experiment. And I think that this creates ultimate well-being. So I'm excited to hear what lessons resonate with you. All of these could be their own podcast episode. I'm going to go through them fairly quickly. And if you ever want me to expand on one, I'll do a podcast episode. Just let me know. You're like, oh, that was interesting. I want to know more. These are in no particular order. It's just how it came out of my brain, which my brain, there's no order. <laughs> okay. So lesson number one, stop comparing yourself to others. When you stop comparing yourself to others, you stop feeling defeated, 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 can't even say it, defeated and deflated. I know we've all had this experience where we get on the interwebs, we're feeling pretty good and we see someone out there shining their bright light or what, you know, how they're presenting themselves and we end up feeling less than, we end up feeling smaller. So one of the things that I've learned is, well, it's nice to get inspiration. If you don't feel expanded by someone that you interact with on the internet, it's okay to either hide them, unfollow them or give yourself some boundaries. I have found that whenever I'm creating something, if I compare myself, I want to give up. I don't feel creative. And so something that I really adopted in this past year is create before I consume. And this can be a creation for my clients. It could be value for my clients, or it could be a creation for myself. It could be a journal entry. It could be a creation of space for me to do breath work or meditation or movement, just something that allows me to go inward and allows me to express myself before I go seeing what other people are up to. Lesson number two, Self-care is everything. And I've learned this so much this past year of just how important it is to take care of yourself. You know, that was my intention after I had Ellie in 2022. I knew, I knew my well-being and my self-care was going to be so important to her well-being. And that has been my like non-negotiable for a long time, but it became even more concrete after having a baby, you know, the essentials, getting enough sleep. I feel like sleep could potentially cure 90% of the problems that we face hydration as well. We are 80% water. So if we're not getting enough hydration, we're going to be foggy brain. We're going to be lethargic. And then that plays into not getting enough sleep. Also magnesium. Magnesium is like the magic supplement. And so many of us are depleted in it. I learned that by going to a functional medicine doctor. Um, so I've been taking magnesium. I've been taking vitamin D. And then the last one, 
is sunshine, getting outside. It was so funny. I went to this entrepreneurial um, seminar series a couple of weeks ago and one of the speakers was so awesome, but I loved how he was like, don't underestimate nature. He was like, don't sleep on nature. And I loved how he said it. I was like, yeah, don't sleep on nature. I've been saying this for a long time. When you're feeling stuck, when you're feeling fuzzy, stop what you're doing, get outside, recalibrate, and then come back to, to whatever the task was at hand. So we're like plants. We need water. We need nutrients. We need nourishment. We need sunshine. We need all of those things to thrive. Lesson number three, trust your intuition. Be your own advocate. When something feels off in your body, it most likely is. After I had a miscarriage, I knew something wasn't right. And my doctor said everything was fine. I went on my own health journey. I found out that I had Hashimoto's. I had a thyroid condition. I found out that I was deficient in iron and in vitamin D. I found out that I had leaky gut. And this was because I took matters into my own hands and I listened to my intuition. I believe that we have our own inner guide, our inner compass. And when something feels off, be your own advocate. Always get a second opinion and a third opinion and a fourth opinion until you feel good about your health and your well being. Lesson number four mm, embrace curiosity. Something that I uncovered recently, I started going to somatic therapy and I have been healing the emotional trauma from my childhood and it's been transformative. But this big aha that I found and I discovered was I had a belief that it was not safe to be curious because when I was in school, I was diagnosed with ADD at such an early age. They took me out of classroom. They took me out of Spanish. They took me out of math. They made me come in at my lunch to do extended learning. And so I always felt dumb. I felt not smart enough. And I felt like I, I needed to know everything. So I would never ask questions. And it's fascinating because my podcast was just recently featured in a local magazine. So Scottsdale as a voice of the Valley of the Valley. And I had this moment where I was like, oh my gosh, the podcast has been so healing to me and my throat chakra because I was so afraid to speak up. I was so afraid to use my voice. I was so afraid to ask questions. And on the podcast, that's what I get to do. And it's amazing. So we can change these beliefs. We can change who we are. And I feel like curiosity is one of the best things that we can do for our personal and professional and intellectual growth. And I heard this the other day, how curiosity and love are kind of one in the same because when you're curious about someone or you're wrong, like if you think someone's one way, and then instead of being judgmental, you're curious, that's just a form of love and everybody benefits when you're in the energy of love. Lesson number five, feeling is healing. Oh, this has been my journey since I've started coaching. I was always the action gal. That's why I love coaching. Cause I'm like, I can get into action. I can help people. I know the things to do. The problem was the actions only take you so far and the actions make you exhausted because you try to action your way out of feeling negative emotion. And so in the past two years, I have really like st stepped into this practice of feeling my emotions and it is hard work. My friends It is hard work. I don't have a hard time feeling the emotions that happen in the present moment. That's why I don't feel a lot of stress. I don't feel a lot of worry, all of that. 
when it happens, when there's a present circumstance, but when something's triggered, something from the past, that's where I get stuck. That's why I started doing somatic therapy because I couldn't process the emotions by myself. Same thing with my clients. They can't process their, process their negative emotions by themselves. They have to be in a space where they feel safe. And that's what I do for my clients. And I needed to do that for myself. And feeling is healing. It is the most transformative thing I have ever done for myself is allowing myself to feel the emotions, allowing my nervous system to reset. And it is essential for health. It is the most important thing that you can do because the health of your nervous system, which is lesson number seven, so I guess we can get into that, is the foundation to all well-being. Emotions get stuck in our bodies, and the stuckness creates dis-ease, which leads to disease. And if we don't take the space to feel our emotions, we are going to get aches, we're going to get pains, it can lead to way worse things. And that's why if you allow yourself to feel your emotions, it gives you yourself the freedom, the liberation that we are all looking for. So that's lesson number five and six is nervous system health, processing your emotions and nervous system health. I just learned the other day that processing emotions and regulating your nervous system are not the same thing, which was like mind blowing, but it makes so much sense. Processing your emotions is processing the emotions that come up. Regulating your nervous system is bringing your body back into balance after an overload of stress and emotions. So that is the distinction. And it blew my mind. Like, of course it's different. Okay. Lesson number seven, the power of your thoughts, your thoughts shape your reality. Whatever you think, however you perceive yourself and the world around you is going to be your reality. And you can be with the same exact person and living completely different realities based off of your thoughts, your beliefs, your experiences. So if you don't like your reality, you have to look at what your thoughts are. Lesson number eight. This one really came true this past year. You can have fun without drinking. <laughs> I know this seems so silly, but I, my, my inner party girl, she didn't think that was possible. And I remember, um, I remember after I had, or when I got pregnant, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be fun anymore. It's like, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to be fun anymore. And that couldn't be further than the truth. I went to six weddings. I was the last one on the dance floor. I had the time of my life. Other than my, all my friends were like, oh my gosh, you're like the same person. I'm like, I know, I think I'm better. And so it made me realize like, I don't need a drink. And then after I had Ellie, I breastfed until 14 months. So I still didn't really drink and I don't have the urge to drink at all. I just, it's not that I'm sober. I just don't like drinking. I don't like how it makes me feel. And when I do drink, I feel terrible the next day. So I realized that fun doesn't require alcohol. And honestly, it's just one of those things that's just there. It's not like good or bad to me. I'm just like, I just don't care for it. Lesson number nine. Ooh, parenthood. Ooh, what? a roller coaster. We haven't even really started the parenting journey yet. You know, our daughter is almost 
19 months. She has a toddler. We've had some challenges, but nothing like it's been very chill. She's a very easy baby. Uh, but just the internal changes, your world changing, the ups and downs, trying to figure out your new normal. Also the identity crisis. It's insane. Um, but it's also worth it. Oh my gosh. I didn't think I was going to love it as much as I've been loving it. It is the most magical thing. Seeing the world through my daughter's eyes, the oohs, the ahs, she babies are so smart. They learn so fast. Just watching her learn, watching her apply the things that she's like, it's just insane. It's insane. She learns something, she applies it. Watching her learn to walk. I have this awesome reel. I need to share it, but it took her 10 months to learn how to walk. No, to it took her, no, she started crawling at 10 months and then she didn't walk until 16 months. And she just, didn't care. She was just doing her thing. And then I was getting in my head. I was comparing myself in our, our classes that we would go to. I'd be like, oh my gosh, all these other babies are walking. She's not. Is something wrong? And I look at her. She didn't care. She's totally fine. No comparison. She's just taking her time. And it was like every day there was just something new that I learned from her. She is my ultimate teacher, but she's also my reflection. I see so much of my in her child, in her. And it just makes me have so much more compassion for myself because I have so much love for this child. And I don't even know if love's the word. It's like, my heart feels like it's exploding every single time that I'm with her. Ah, so good. And listen, it doesn't, I'm not saying that there hasn't been challenges because there have, I mean, motherhood has turned me inside out. My, the, um, the, unprocessed, unresolved trauma from my childhood has come out and it came out through postpartum anxiety. And that's why I knew I needed to do something about it. Cause I just didn't want the cycle to continue. So it's been so hard, but also so amazing at the same time, because it's both. I've really embraced the, and both mentality of motherhood. And I apply that to all areas of my life. Lesson number 10, prioritize what matters. I mean, this kind of goes without saying, but if you look at your calendar and you look at what you value, did you make time for the things that you value? And that was a big wake up call for me. I was starting to fill my calendar up and I was going into this unhealthy pattern that I used to fall into when I was in a place of fear and scarcity. And I had to check in with myself. I'm like, is this in alignment with how I really want to show up and how I really want to spend my time? And it made me realize no, and it was okay. And that was a bit of my identity crisis, but I was able to reprioritize and now it feels so good to look at my calendar and know that I have what matters most to me first. Lesson number 11, the impact of thoughts on relationships. It only takes one person to have a really good relationship because all that your relationships are, are your thoughts about another person. And often your judgments or your frustrations that you have about someone else often are a reflection to something that you don't love in yourself. So it's a beautiful thing because difficult relationships are our best teachers. Your thoughts influence how you see the world and the people in it. And it's so important to check in with how you think about someone. Oh, lesson 12, embracing the ups and downs of life, the 50-50. Life is always 50-50. Here is not better than there. Where I was 10 years ago is not worse or better. It's just 
different because no matter what level you are in your life, you are always going to face 50% positive and 50% negative emotions. The problem is we don't know how to feel our emotions. So we manufacture happiness. We manufacture positive. We use pop toxic positivity to feel good, to be happy. And that creates a net negative consequence. It actually doesn't allow us to fully feel the positive emotions because you not, you don't allow yourself to feel the negative emotions. So you need the positive emotions to know what the negative feel like. You need the negative emotions to know what the positive. We need the contrast. And let me tell you, it is so important to feel all of it. And sometimes life is really hard. There's really hard circumstances that happen. And that's the 50% negative. I have a client who's going through a really hard time. She experienced a miscarriage and that's the 50% negative. But on the other side of it, her career and the direction she's going, it's like mind blowing where she's at. And it's this interesting dance of recognizing, yeah, this really hard thing is happening. This really hard circumstance is happening, but that doesn't negate the awesome circumstances that are also happening on the other side. So it really is that 50, 50, and it couldn't be more of a human experience than that right there. Lesson number 13, this kind of ties into prioritizing what matters, but know your values. Your values are your compass. They are the lens in which you make decisions. If you feel out of alignment, it's because you're not living in your values. It's as simple as that. Most people don't know their values. They only know what society has told them to value. If you don't know what you value, you don't, you literally will be making decisions based off of what you think you're supposed to or should, and that's not your own. And then that's the quickest way to feel misaligned. So checking in with what your values are, who you really are at your core. The way that I teach values to my clients is if everything in your world disappeared, you'd be able to come back home through your values. It's who you are. It's at your essence. It's what you do. It's how you show up. And when you are in alignment with your values, it is crazy how things just start happening around you. It feels like magic, but it's not. It just lifts up your, your vibration and it calls in the things that you want because you are an energetic match for those things. Lesson number 14, knowledge versus wisdom. This is a big one for me. Because I had such a hard time in school, I had such a hard time learning. In my adult life, I started to love learning and I wanted to go back to school. So that's what I did. I have done certification and trainings. I have co collected so much knowledge, but wisdom is the embodiment of the knowledge. It's the lesson from the knowledge. It's you taking it from intellectual information and allowing it to actually exist in your body and show up that way. And it is not easy, my friend. It's so much easier to get, gather knowledge, but you can't, you can't actually learn the lesson unless you embody it. Oh, lesson number 15. Okay. So 15 and 16 are kind of, I'm going to put them together. So 15, gosh, I am so grateful for Brian. I I think when you start dating, you really want to think about the type of person that you want to go through hard shit with and the type of person that partner that person is going to be and, and dad or whatever it is like that to me is something that has changed my life because my relationships, <laughs> my track record was not great with Brian. I totally broke my dating pattern and cycle, but the type of partner he is and he, his support and how much he believes in me and supports me and never questions me. And then the type of dad he is, it makes me, I could cry right now thinking about it because I did not have that experience 
And I am so grateful that my daughter gets to have a dad that not only loves her, but wants to be in her life, like prioritizes her over anything else and makes the time when he is done with a long work day, he comes home and he's just with her and he's just present. And it's just, he never complains. He just shows up. And that to me is so foreign and choosing a partner of like, what kind of parent they're going to be is everything. And I'm so freaking grateful. And then the other part of that lesson is keep dating your partner especially after you have a child, you have to make time for yourself and actually go on dates, go on dates, do things that you used to love to do together and do new things. All of that makes a thriving relationship, which makes your family thrive. Okay. Got my feels there. Okay. Lesson number 16, embrace the uncertainty of life. Listen, no one knows what they're doing and tomorrow is not certain. And I think we get so afraid of uncertainty and I know COVID really created that trauma response in uncertain circumstances, but everything is uncertain. Tomorrow is uncertain. The next couple hours, even if you think you have the whole day mapped out, think about how many things come up that you weren't expecting. Life is just uncertain. But to me, uncertainty is where possibility lives. Lesson number 18. I feel like I've lost track. I think I'm on 18. (laughs) We're somewhere around there. The power of gratitude. I don't have to go into detail. I talk about gratitude a lot, but the feeling of gratitude in your body is the best feeling in the world. And this is where abundance lives. This is focusing on all that you have, knowing that it's enough and anything you get on top of that is a gift, is a blessing. But to me, like gratitude, I think I have everything that I need. Whatever I get extra is awesome, but I don't need it because I have it all right here. (sighs) Okay, lesson number 19 acting on ideas. Ideas are given to all of us for a reason, whether it's an idea for the community, the world, or yourself or your family, it's to make our lives better. And I believe we're given ideas to become the vessel, to bring it in to life. And there's so many ideas that just die in someone's head. And it's insane. Ideas are why we're all here, why our society has evolved. Everything that exists in our material world existed in someone's mind first. Think about that. It's mind blowing. So if you have an idea, it is your responsibility to bring it into life. Even if it doesn't go anywhere, you have to at least bring it into life and see the impact that it could make on your life or someone else's. Lesson number 20, the value of slowing down. Mm, this has been a big one for me. Having a baby slowed things down. And I can feel myself when I want to rush and I want to get into this urgency. And my brain does that having an ADD brain, everything feels urgent, but learning how to regulate my nervous system and bring my shoulders down and get safe in my space. I'm like, there's no rush. And having a child really makes you realize there's no rush because if you're trying to rush through life, you're going to wake up one day and they're going to be getting married and it's going to be so emotional. So slowing down our world is so fast paced. This also applies to your career, your business. If you don't slow down and you hustle, you're going to be forced to slow down your body. Your nervous system is going to force you to slow down. It's going to take way more, way more time to pick back up again. So if you can slow down to speed up, you're giving yourself, you're setting yourself up for success. Lesson number 21. It's okay to not know everything. 
Isn't that so liberating? You don't have to know everything. Embrace curiosity, like I said. You don't have to have all the answers. And this gives you freedom to embrace the uncertainty. It's okay not to know. Lesson number 22, love begets love. If you want love, you have to be love. If you want connection, you have to be connection. Be Embody the emotion, embody who you want to be first, and it will attract what you want into your life. Lesson number 23, this goes into lesson number 22. Focus on who you're being before how you're going to get there. Whenever you have something that you want to do in your life, the first question you ask is always how. You have no idea how you've never done it before. Focus on the who. Who do you need to be in this moment? James Clear talks about this with identity habits, and I love this. He's like, the person that says that they're just the type of person that works out is way more likely to do the working out than the person that says, I'm going to try. I might work out. I am is the most powerful statement. So I say, I'm just a person that wakes up early. I'm just a person that just makes my bed. Think about it as who, who do you want your identity to be? Lesson number 24, acceptance as a form of love. Listen, self-love and self-acceptance are the same thing. The more that you love and accept yourself, the more that you'll love and accept others. Lesson number 25, take responsibility for your healing. It is not your fault what happened to you. I tell myself this every day, but it is my responsibility to heal it. Of course, I didn't choose this. Of course, we don't choose these terrible things to happen in the world. However, once you're aware of how it's impacting your life, it becomes your duty to do something about it. There are so many resources. There's not just resources that you pay for. There's resource, free resources out there. Take responsibility for your healing. Lesson number 26. Don't sleep on the power of stillness, whether it's meditation or just sitting in contemplation or just sitting for a couple minutes. This is where all the answers are right here in your body. This is where the answers reside. When we're so busy and we're doing things all the time, we miss out on very important information that's trying to come from our body. Spending time with yourself. Why is this so important? Because this is really all you got. If you don't enjoy being with you, how could someone else fully enjoy being with you or fully get to know you? Lesson number 27, allow yourself to be wrong. What if you were wrong about yourself? What if you were wrong about your limitations? What if you were wrong about your doubt? What if none of that was true? Allow yourself to be wrong. Admit mistakes, learn from the mistakes, grow from them. Failure is learning. We want to fail. We want to fail. I read this quote today, came from my meditation. It was like failure failure, success is failure without losing enthusiasm. And I love that. Cause it's like, yes, if you are enthusiastic about what you want and you keep failing and you keep learning, then you will succeed. Lesson number 29, emotions are messengers. They're sending important signals from your body to tell you to pay attention. Lesson number 30, managing our emotional reactions. Reactions come from of resisting, avoiding, or suppressing our emotions. 
Emotions can't hurt us. All they are are a vibration in our body. What hurts us the most is our behavior that we do to try to avoid it. So for, for example, alcohol. Alcohol for me was a numbing agent. I didn't like myself. I didn't like my thoughts about myself, how I felt about myself. I had very low self-esteem and very low self-worth. I used alcohol to numb all of that. And then I was really fun because nothing bothered me. So it wasn't the emotion of feeling inadequate. It was my behavior that was so damaging to my well-being. Lesson number 31. You're going to hear this in every birthday reflection, but it's always important to remember. Thoughts are not facts. I will scream this from the mountaintop. I will share this with Ellie, all of her friends, anyone that will listen. You are not your thoughts. Your thoughts are not facts. They're sentences in your mind. They're perceived perceptions of what is happening. They're stories that might not be true. And you get to decide they're true. Lesson number 32, make time for your priori priorities. Talked about this multiple times, but this year really came clear because having a child changes everything. And that's where the identity crisis comes in and managing your time and making sure that you are showing up for the, all the areas in your life. But if you can prioritize what's most important, then it takes away all of this pressure and all the stress and really creating boundaries in your life. So you can spend time doing what's what fills your cup up the most? Lesson number 33, you can only control yourself. Control the controllables. And how, what, what can you control? What's within your control? Your thoughts, your emotions, your behaviors. Everything else, when you try to control what people say, when you try to control what people do, when you try to control the weather, politics, all of the things that we get so frustrated about, it takes away our precious energy. Control the controllables control the controllables. Lesson number 34, make hard things fun. This is so important. The more enjoyment you can bring to something, the easier it becomes. Even when you're facing a really hard challenge, one of the best questions you could ever ask yourself is what if this was easy? Or what if this was fun? And literally anytime that I'm feeling stuck in my business and I'm just like feeling really stagnant and I'm not growing, I just say, let's make this fun again. And it's like a freaking flip of the switch. I'm having a good time. Things start flowing. Challenges don't seem as hard. I think, I mean, my brain loves to gamify, but turning things into games is so helpful when something's really hard and it helps you find different ways around it. Okay, last two. The difficult people in your life are your greatest teachers. They're the most valuable. I've learned more from the difficult people than the not difficult people. I remember how I felt. I remember how I was treated. And that has been such a blessing because I can apply that in my life today. And I wouldn't be who I am without those difficult people. And I'm so grateful for all of them. And lesson number 36, invest in your future self ask for help. Oh my gosh, this was the best thing I ever did 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I started investing in myself in these small little ways. I would do workshops. I would do these little mini retreats. And then I hired a coach and then I hired another coach. And then I took trainings and then I did retreats. And then I sought out therapy. I will never stop investing in myself. I know that I broke the cycle of how my, the trajectory that my life was going because I started making these investments in myself and I will continue to do it because I am my best bet. I am my best bet. If I want to do amazing things in my life, I have to keep pouring into myself. So I invest in my mental, my emotional, my physical well-being. 
I do it all the time. You don't have to do it on big scale. You can do it on little scale because this is your biggest asset right here. This is my biggest asset. My brain is my biggest asset. My body is my biggest asset. So I, asset. So I rather pour into me in that way than buy anything material in my life. That stuff is a temporary fix. It makes you feel better momentarily, but it doesn't create long-lasting change. Investments in your future self is what creates that long-lasting change. Okay, that's my birthday episode. Those are my 36 lessons. Let me know which one resonated with you. Let me know which one you agreed with. Let me know which ones you didn't agree with. Let me know which ones you want a full podcast episode about. I really, truly want to hear it. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for being a podcast listener. Thank you so much for celebrating your birth my birthday, our birthday with me. I hope you have a beautiful weekend, a wonderful week. And until next time, remember to love yourself, own your happiness, and let your light shine because you are so worthy of it. Until next time. <laughs>